Hello, welcome back to the A Perfect Union podcast. This is episode eight. Um, we've got a lot of momentum here going with, with uh, you know, just sort of piggybacking off of the, the uh, journey that we took in episode seven, which really started to, to distill into this, this real, this deeper level of choice. This choice to become the higher human, and what what is the science of that? Of the, what is the science of of zooming out and and seeing what's what what the real vote is? Not to diminish the importance of the actual election and and voting for our representatives. That is, all, in fact, it, it becomes even more important um, when we see it in the proper context. But what informs that vote is the deeper vote, the vote to get woke in in a capital w sort of sense the, the uh, woke to our higher nature you know we see humans see ourselves we see ourselves as as not just uh, passionate beings feeling beings but rational beings that's see how we whether consciously or not we see what sets us apart from other species and this is not taking away a certain level of reason or intellect or intelligence from any other species but it's clear that humans have been allotted something different something special something that that has given us this capacity to advance and develop in in language and in technology and in culture in a way that we do not see anywhere else on the planet there is something there if we were to say that in some basic way, we, we have a capacity for reason which is exceptional and powerful, and yet it seems as though we haven't matured into it. It's like we are caught between, as I was saying towards the end of the last, uh, last episode, you know, as we're seeing, oh my gosh, this, this denormalizing the insanity of culture, not just in recent times, not just in the last four years. But in a, a, a grand scale of this 2,500-year election process of can humans become humans? Can, can humans really become uh, the, the uh, awakened, rational, um, harmonious, peaceful, loving, giving, uh, in sync with nature and environment and one another, celebrating diversity, not just tolerating it, but celebrating it and enriching our society to go beyond being what I call a suicide, you know, where we're, where we, we, Act as though we want to live freely, but but indeed our actions are almost suicidal. Our our way of thinking, our way of being, becomes almost um, self destructive and implosive. And <clears throat> to use that analogy of the of the Titanic, it's really a really helpful because whatever side of the boat you're on, you're on the same boat. And what is that boat? And we were calling it malware. Because if we don't think of it in terms of just physical nature and physical reality, but we see it as our, our, uh, our, the reality of our soul, of our beings, uh, we're living in a mind space. We're living in a rational space, which informs everything, including our physical actions and choices and, and, and everything else. So we've got to be able to see some pretty basic things here, guys, to get, to get just even any any progress we have got to see that all of all that we experience our feelings our felt reality our our um 
uh, our elections, our laws, our policies, the things that we think make the quality of our life, the external aspects of our life that we focus so much on and you listen to the the uh, the candidates speaking and and what the what the how they they're, they're almost forced to have to address okay what am i going to do for you well i'm going to address this policy and that policy and, and we're so focused on the external as though that's what creates the quality of life meanwhile the all of that is being generated at a much more immediate level of the, the level of our consciousness practice. And if we don't see that, we're just, we're just going to end up exactly where we are in these kind of uh, extreme divisions, which are manifold, but, you know, can be distilled into like a, you know, a positive, negative, plus, minus, us, them, you know, uh, communism, capitalism, uh, left, right, Republican, Democrat, all these ways, it kind of, it seems to kind of create this chasm that's in the middle that, and that's how it's playing out. But what I'm asking and what we're asking of you is what is causing that? You know, because if we don't address that, then it's just a one big, you know, uh, like a Super Bowl, us versus them and which team is going to win, which team is going to muster up enough votes. And I mean, that's what's going on right now. There's an all out war over just even the voting process and voters, one side trying to make it easier to vote and one side trying to make it harder to vote. And, and, and what we're seeing is this literal playing out of the, of the divisiveness that is the only way it can go. If we don't see the malware that all of us are laboring under. And that's what we're doing here. That's where a, a per, you can only see that from a from the promised land. You can only see that from from a perfect unum union place. You've got we've got to human up and 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 activate our deeper rational capacity. In other words, if it's malware that we've been laboring under, this is the sourceware. This is the 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 the, the antidote. To that mal, the antivirus <laughs> uh, software, mindware that's going to be what what it really comes down to, and th this is just what it is. So that's my my opening thoughts as we as we uh, ride this momentum here uh, that we're on this morning, Dad. I'd like to hear what your how would you like to see this go from this point? Having said what I've said, well, you spoke beautifully. Not to keep it uh, the dialogue deepening. Uh, and the urgency of it, and and the malware, and the pandemic that's been, uh, you know, inherent in our human family across the planet, and uh, you know, invoking all of our great teachers and scriptures to address it, and that's the context. When you say zoom out, not right, we're we're embedded everyday. Take the everyday person and say the American cultural scene, and that that's a local lab. But we're always zooming out to see the human condition, right? And when you say the malware, that's serious. Because what is the malware? It's how we're using our minds to make our lives and our world. And most people aren't even aware of that in terms of our education, right? We're, not, we're educated to get literacy and got information and know how to use language and make sense and, and, uh, and describe the world and learn those skills of language. That's fantastic. But we don't stand back and say, well, what is what's going on, what logic, what, what, what mind-operating process are we using to get this information, right, uh, the narratives we live by, our belief systems, our wishes, our hope, our whole psychic mental life is using a, a, a code of, of mental processing. People aren't aware of that, that we make our lives and our worlds 
you know, existence with how we're using our minds to process it. And if we're using, uh, a, you know, a stage of a rational, linguistic, mental, I call it mentation, all mental processing, development that is good so far as it goes to have information and so forth, but if it doesn't lead us to get to the source, to the unum, to the, to, that holds us together and we remain cut off from that, the best we're going to have is opinion, belief on my terms, what I see, what seems true to me. And what seems true to me, I take to be true. And I can be in a cluster of millions sharing that uh, perspective or that story and our collective wills. And it could still be cutting us off from uh, in the malware and therefore uh, uh, it's an opinion nation. Right? And what we saw uh, and brought towards the end of last, this cannot go on because the culture, we make our culture with, uh, with our mental coding. And if it's fragmenting and polarizing by its nature, it's not going to be sustainable. The economics, the democracy, the voting, our institutions, uh, everything is going to be in jeopardy. That's why this is deeper. This is the foundation of the nation itself, the culture itself. We must when you see zoom out, have critical thinking to step back and say, ask a question with our great teachers and scriptures. Have we stood back from privileging the lens we have to become lens sensitive, to gain lensitivity, to realize, OMG, I've been seeing you, world, self, everything from a mental space, a perspective, a lens that I wasn't aware of. I didn't have lensitivity. And taking it I to be I was seeing everything ultimate. from my... And taking it to be ultimate, that's the virus right there, right? If, if, if we're, when we're taking our opinion of what seems true to me and us and, and our shared homies to be reality and truth and fact, right? And we stand by it and we don't un know how to realize that others have different lenses and seeing uh, different perspectives on reality. Where do they all come from? This is the big point, Noth. They come from the fundamental logos. But who is tapping that? Who is really you know, connected with the source and aware of the source? Are we aware of the Logos? I'm using the word Logos from the Greek, but the Logos is across the planet. It's being itself. It's reason itself. It's intelligence itself. It's love itself. Whether you call it Allah or Yahweh or Om or Tao or Buddha nature or, 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 or nature's God, or God's nature, or reality, Christ. Yeah. Reality, hmm. right. Just using secular. We want, America is experimenting with having a secular civic space. What's that? That's a logos rational space. Reason is secular, but it's sacred. Because if you call, if, because it's infinite, this is the whole point, Nod. When we zoom out, unless we zoom out, according to the great call of our great teachers, uh, and enlightened teachers, uh, calling us to awaken to the source of our life. We don't have to use re religious language, right? But it's inscribed in the very foundation of we hold these truths to be self-evident, that all humans are endowed by nature's God, God's nature, source, logos. Let's use a logos word, all right? We want, why? Because we want a global space, because we, we now realize 250 years later that we're a multicultural society. We're, we're multiracial. We're multi-perspective. We've got diversity to deal with. And yet we're one nation allegedly under God, under source, indivisible. We don't have to use God talk because the word religion can pull us into a divisive sectarian space. It is itself a symptom 
right? But still, when you use the word reason, that's the liberator, because reason, we're all rational beings. Mm -hmm. And And we're all accountable to being uh, rational. Exactly, but that's what a rational being is, critical thinking, uh, accountable to reason, which means reason is first, which is what the logos is first, the law is first. That's the law of the land. Not the, the, the laws that we made. So it's extremely important. Everything we've done in episodes one through nine is to show and make the case to show that if you really listen deeply to the 1776 found declaration founding, that we hold these truths to be self-evident. And all that was saying in our episode one, right, that is moving and tapping the logos. The founders are not the individuals themselves for what they were tapping in tapping the logos. And that was a great breakthrough in the Holy Experiment that could lead to a democratic republic, a one nation under source indivisible, which we've not yet entered into. Why? Because we've not done our homework as critical rational beings to pay attention to how we're using our minds and the malware that leads to opinionism and truth by numbers on our terms, according to our will. And if we put our wills first and our vote is our will as our belief, when we believe something, we're using our will, we're voting. We're saying, I believe it, I choose it, I affirm it. And people have to realize that you're exercising your will. But the great wisdom teaches not reality on my terms, but reality on source terms, objective reality, logos. And nothing if there's one insight uh, that I've seen over decades of listening to these great teachers as a logician and ontologist, uh, science of being, it's that the infinite is the source of all possible worlds, all narratives, all religions, all ideologies, all perspectives, all humans. Being, that's the whole point. First science, source science, logos science. And use the word, it's infinitely secular. It's beyond any particular religion. You don't have to use God words, right, to understand being, reality, is infinite. You can't bind it, and you can't multiply it and divide it. It's infinitely one. There is a perfect unum. That's our podcast. That's the perfect unum. So if you go east and you go into the yoga, and you go om and brahman, and you try using that technology to get to communion with unum, om is logos. Or you go to Tao in ancient Chinese wisdom, The Tao is an alternative name for the infinite force, the infinite source, and it's going to be the Logos. The Logos has infinite names, and we shouldn't just put them in silos. You can't. The source of Unum, the source of rational light, and therefore the moral law, is that the Unum Pluribus. Logos is Unum Pluribus, diversity in unity, unity in diversity. Infinite universe. That's the foundation of 7076, the foundation of Christ. Right, Jesus was tapping the Logos, and the Logos in the flesh, as John said. Logos is speaking, right? But if we're using our ego-mental malware of informationism, this is the other point I'd like to throw back for you to bring out, that what's, the mal- what's mal about the malware? Well, information describing the world is using a code right, that cuts us off from source. To gain informationism, right? My perspective, my narrative, my truth, my facts, according to my lens, right? We have to put the lens factor in there, right? Informationism cut off from source becomes disinformational. Because the narratives that if I even like cluster with others uh, in a community of belief and share belief on our terms, right? It is not putting the logos first, objective reality and truth as rational beings. And therefore it's opinion. 
And when you take opinion to be truth, right, that is the break from being sane and, and rational. And you can't found a culture that's sustainable on opinionism. So when we say we hold these truths to be self-evident, right, that you've got to get to the logos. That's what makes Jesus true. Jesus is true for the Christians, right? We have to face this. If I'm a monocentric Christian on my terms, and I'm reading the gospel and narratives in informationized space and not in logos space, that's the difference. The logos code is the missing code for us, for all humanity, across the planet, however you come in. If it's Allah, well, Allah is first. That is the Allah name for logos, Yahweh name for logos, Om name for logos, right? They're all infinite, and they have universal jurisdiction. And in that respect, they're secular. What is secular? It's not an ideology. The call of 1776 is a call to awaken to the logos that grants us our unalienable rights of life, liberty, well-being. And that's a holy experiment. Can we do that? And the crisis we're now facing right now, then, is showing that we are imploding. We are unsustainable. And we have to say why. And that's what started this conversation. What's going on at the deeper level? And you're calling us to zoom out, step back, right? Look at 2,500 years, see how the logos, the, the unemploribus, that's the big thing. People don't understand the depth of what we see. E pluribus unum, out of the many one, out of the diversity unity, one nation under source. That's the promised land. That space, right? The land is not physical land. It's the mental space of what code are we using? Are we tapping into the logos code of reason? and stepping into our nature as logosapien, rational beings? Or are we remaining separated in informationism, in a derivative code that's cut off and desource, and which is inherently fragmenting and leading to ideology and ideologism and sophistry, taking what seems to be true to be truth? That's a grave, ancient problem that we have not come to terms with yet. Could we still be in sophistry? taking appearance to be real, spin doctors, to make our narrative appear true on our terms. Truth for me is not truth for the source. That's the malware issue. So in effect, what we've pointed out in one through nine, that there are two profoundly different codes. The one that dominates informationism, A is A, Legoland, Lego pieces. We don't realize that when we use that code, we make everything into separate units and separate pieces. And it's going to be is or isn't. It's going to be bivalent, either or. And from that source as a dominant culture code that we're using to make our lives and our culture and our democracy, it's going to be polarizing and lead to opinionism and ideology and the breakdown that we're facing. That's the pandemic that we've got to see. We haven't seen it yet now. Yes, and, and, you, and we have to connect that to, because if you don't see that science that you just beautifully distilled for us. Uh, you can't see the source of, of, of tyranny and, and, and authoritarianism, fascism, and uh, any form of dictatorship. Think about the word dictator implies dictation, right? Speaking, narrative. And so we talk about versions of supremacy. Obviously, we've all heard of white supremacy, but that's, we could say that that's the problem. No, that's a symptom of what? narrative supremacy. In other words, if you're in opinionism, the question obviously becomes, well, which opinion rules, right? Because in lieu of the ruling principle of logos, 
Well, then someone's got to fill that vacuum. And then you've got, okay, well, I'm sure as heck not going to let your opinion rule me. So it becomes a narrative supremacy war. The malware leads inevitably and consistently throughout history. And we've got endless examples of this. Narrative supremacy is the name of the game. Might makes right. What you declare, who's going to dictate? What? Dictate reality. You know, so if you can understand that, that okay, you can say the monarchy, oh, oh we, got, we got rid of the monarchy. We don't, we're not a monarchy, but you could be a triarchy, as we said a few episodes back. What if you stacked the, the supposedly three co-equal branches of government and the checks and balances that they provide to keep, to keep us from going into authoritarianism? What if they become themselves stacked in, uh, under the, the insistence of a narrative side and then become tools to be uh, another version of dictatorship? made up of three uh, branches, you know, and you've got a triarchy instead of a monarchy, right? So we've got to understand where does this, where does this dictatorship, any form of dictatorship, which is what? Which is to suppress the the true human being, the true nature, to to suppress freedom. And it's not, you know, one of the things I've said before that really kind of says it in a very simple, easy to get way is that the master of the slave is not free. It's not like it's not like the dictator in his or her sitting in his or her crown, uh, uh, you know, throne with the crown is is free and liberated while the people suffer under their rule. The whole thing is enslaved, right? The 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 the, uh, the master and the slave are both enslaved. If any, if either one of them is more free, it's the slave. Um, and we, I think we fail to see that because we fail to see the, the essence of slavery, the essence of the lack of freedom, or the essence of authoritarianism takes place in each and every one of our consciousnesses. That's the malware. The malware is the, is the source of authoritarianism. And because it's cutting us off, as you said beautifully, uh, I, I almost wanted to recap that. Uh, before, before it slipped away, I'm glad I remembered, all information, all meaning all uh, objectified information subjected to the lens, the desourced lens, the malware, in that space, no matter how good your information seems to adhere to reality as it is, facts, no matter how good your facts may be, if, you are, if they're desourced, all information is disinformation. All information. That's a bold thing to say. I, I get it, um, you know, but I'm not saying that there is not fact and there is not truth. But what I'm saying is we've got to take it higher. If we're really, we've got to, we've got to honor the source of validity, right? We can't have validity just on our terms because see what happens is, well, you've got alternative facts. I don't care how good your facts are. This pandemic has made that so glaring. You know, the scientists are saying, we're going to listen to the scientists, one, one side says. And the other side is like, well, we've got our own scientists with our own, our own reality, our own narrative. Perfect, glaring example of even if your information is good, even if your track record is, is stellar in terms of being a, a public servant. And, and I do believe we have that, you know, in, in broad daylight. And I, I'm, I'm trying not to name names, you know, but I'm, I'm, I'm trusting that you, from what I'm saying, you can know who I'm talking about. We have public servants who are clearly 
um, not in it for politics and they're in it to help the people be safe. And, you know, and so they're, and, and you can trust them more for delivering the more grounded information, right? The more grounded information, the facts that we should listen to and organize around, right? But guess what? It's not working. We're split. We're divided over the facts, over the reality, over the science. How could that possibly be? This is how it can be. The malware, the same boat principle, which is that even if we have a side that seems to be adhering to reality more and, uh, you know, and listening to the science and seems to be more sane, seems to be more interested in caring for, uh, for ourselves and one another, which seems to be the more sane way to be, even then we seem to be going down on the same boat. So in other words, guys, we've got to get wiser. We've got to get smarter here and understand that even good information can be de-sourced, cut off from the source of validity. And that's the promised land. If we, if we want to get to the promised land, we've got to upgrade our consciousness this is another way of saying, you know, call out that malware, you know, activate the antivirus sourceware, mindware. And uh, so that's that's some of my thoughts in response to what you're saying, you know, and it's it's I think it's a really hot topic and and uh, almost too hot to handle, too, too, too controversial to say all information is disinformation. And in lieu uh, and if we don't see that, then all we can have is author authoritarianism, dictatorship in one way, shape or form. Even if we're just dictated, our realities are dictated by the the, the lack of of unum, lack of union, the, the, the chaos is the dictator, you know, the, the lack of in any way, shape or form, if we are desourced as a people, we are under, we're colonized, right? So, you know, it's just a, again, to say that there's nothing more important than for each of us to get this, to get, to get this education that we never got. We, we said the Pledge of Allegiance all those years in school. Most of us just saying it by rote and not even really meaning it. You say it, why? Because you're supposed to, right? You sing the national anthem at the beginning of a, of a sports game. And, and, and we've got this, this pride, but do we really understand what it's asking of us? What's, you know, we're in a place where it will, the will the flag still be there, you know? And, and the bombs are still bursting in air right now. And uh, the narrative bombs. And, and um, it's not looking good. It's, and I'm not being a, a, you know, a, a pessimist or a cynic by saying that. It's actually quite the opposite. By, by, it's not, it is not looking good. And we, it, it's an emergency for us to get this. So, North, what, uh, you, you know, the, the point about colonized we're colonized, uh, that's a very striking thing to say, because we pride ourselves on being leaders of the free world and land of the free. And one of our episodes, one through nine, we said, uh, we are the land of ideology, which is not a good thing. It means it's we're lodged in malware. That's what makes an ideology uh, a malpractice of the mind and makes it pernicious and cultic and tribal, monocentric, narcissistic, all of these words. Right, it's a, it's, it's it's we're self-contained within our own lens, and we ha we're not aware of it enough. We must become aware, and to zoom out critically as mental de development, rational development requires us to become aware of the lens and how we make our world with our minds, 
and that we're and that therefore and then to see why we're suffering so many widespread disorders in our culture not just the meltdown of voting and democracy and our institutions of democracy but our whole cultural fabric of life with that mental processing and the, what we're calling the malware of the mind which is what cut off from the source so in a way looking back at the founding right we hold these truths to be self-evident and the declaration of independence what was the independence well obviously it was to uh, break away from the monarchy you know the, the british rule break away from that and be independent of that no that was part one that's not what the declaration was saying it says if at any point any conventions or you know, contracts so to speak that bring people to bind to one another right violates our independence and freedom and dignity and life, liberty, pursuit of happiness, uh, our, our God-given rights, our source, logos-given rights, if at any point in our shared self-governance that happens, it's not just an external, it's the internal monarch, the internal tyrant. It comes back to the code itself. The code that dominates our thinking and our interpretation and our self-making and world-making and, and life-making, if that is tainted and cut off from the source, it's going to be malware. That's what defines it as malware. That's the deep structure of tribalism, cultism, opinionism, right? Meism, rather than source, rather than logos, rather than rationality. And we cannot survive as a culture this way. It's clear. The culture needs healthy, the, the health of rational, which is a place of love and moral consciousness. Why? Because we go from I-it life. The information code that dominates our culture making objectifies everything, objectifies ourselves. And the greatest insight of ethics, don't treat a person as an object. Don't objectify right? a person. A person, again, life, liberty, well-being. It takes persons to have a democracy. That's the polis the sacred polis of a community that USA has not yet become is a place of persons, first persons, who are in touch with the logos, with the code, and therefore coming and maturing as rational beings. Otherwise, we remain colonized by a matrix, a grammar, a logic, a mind-operating process that is a, a, an immature technology of making our lives, which is tainted, and that's a pandemic that we must face. And this is going to be opening up for further conversations now. Absolutely. To understand. If you don't understand where we are, we mm. can't face the virus. Exactly. Exactly. And guys, you know, while we're saying we haven't done it, we're not the leaders of the free world. In the same breath, I want to end on this note. And we can be. And we, we are. Because we're not going to get to the magnitude and depth um, of what it means to become a true democracy, a we the people you know, and have it be authentic and not take it for granted if we don't earn it. We are this. We shouldn't. In other words, while while denormalizing the insanity, as I've called us to do again and again in these last two episodes, you know, it, it can be it can be uh, <laughs> it can lend itself to being disheartening and discouraging and 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 woe is me and woe is us <laughs> and, you know, and even embarrassing you know, there's something healthy to denormalizing the insanity and going, wow, this is this is pretty bad. And whoa, we don't deserve to say we're the leaders of the free world, you know, in a kind of transitional sense. But I want to end on a very positive, uh, optimistic note, which is 
And that's perfect. That's it. You know, if we're going to get to where we need to be, we do have to go through what we're going through now. And so I wanted to leave you on this note of don't feel disheartened. Don't feel discouraged. Know that we are right on track. It is an emergency and there is a profound urgency akin to the Titanic going down, you know, but, but, you know, it's joy. And when people use the word hope, you can say that in a kind of hopeful thinking, you know, which is kind of weak, anemic, but hope, real hope is, 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 is not just hope that we might get there. It's, it's the hope that comes from presiding and residing in the promised land, which is joy, which is love, which is understanding and compassion. And we have direct access to that. But if we're laboring under the malware, we can't. And we can't have homeland security, a sense of security, if we don't have source, if we don't have the logos, if we don't, if we don't do our homework, we can't have homeland security, you know? And if we are insecure, we're going to be fight or flight. If we're in fight or flight, we're going to be in battle mode and we're going to, you know, we're going to be at, at, at arms. So the remedy for all of this, guys, spread the good news, spread the good word here. We have direct access to the homeland, to the promised land, to the to the the place of reason and sanity and goodness and love. It's right here. There's nothing blocking us but the malware we didn't know was there, but now we've called it out. And we can now it's a, it's the most hopeful of hopeful times ever. So so thank you for joining us in this in this journey. Um, we will continue to resonate these vibrations for you uh, in the coming weeks and days and months. See you next time. Now's the time.